All right, happening now, Donald Trump Jr. is on the stand in the $250 million civil fraud trial against his father and their business empire. Today, he is testifying as the defense team's first witness. He was already on the stand for the state's case. Moments ago, the judge in the case, who, by the way, has already found the Trumps liable for fraud, he sided with Trump's attorneys on a matter of how much testimony can be heard. Seen as Bryn Gingras with us now from the courthouse steps. So what's going on inside the courtroom, Bryn? Yeah, John, well, the judge certainly giving a little bit more breath to the defense's testimony. Right now, the courtroom is seeing an entire promotional video of the Trump Organization, the assets that they own, and the history of them dating back to the 1900s. Don Jr. on the stand called his father an artist when it came to real estate, saying he sees things that other people don't see. Now, the state's attorneys objected to this, saying, does this, somewhat jokingly, does this fit within the statute of limitations? And the judge sided with the defense saying he would allow this video to continue playing saying basically he doesn't want any issues from the defense that he didn't give them their fair shot and there'd be a retrial uh, in this case so this video is continuing to play as we speak taking mu up much of the testimony of Don Jr. so far prior to this though Don Jr. did talk about his role within the Trump organization saying when his father became president he and his brother Eric served as sort of asset managers of the company he was handling more the bigger deals at the company and his brother handled more of the day to day. That's sort of a lighthearted feeling, I have to say, for we're hearing from the courtroom reporters in there. Uh, at one point, the judge said, welcome back to Don Jr. when he was on the stand. And uh, Don Jr. Uh, basically said that he would say he'd be happy to be there, but he didn't want to be perjured by the attorney general. So there is some joking going on while he is there on the stand. Now, listen, we haven't gotten into the nitty gritty of this case, which is those financial statements, right? We do expect that to happen within this testimony of Don Jr. Certainly, as he's getting questions from the defense, there is a little bit broader uh, capability to answer those questions, not yes and no's like he had to do when he was on the stand for the state's attorney. So we're waiting to see that, but John, right now on the stand, I can tell you that we're hearing more about Trump Organization and all the assets that they have uh, right now. Amber, we just saw a video of Donald Trump Jr. leaving the courtroom. This might be the lunch break that they're about to head out on right now. He did yeah. not comment as he departed the courtroom, though we look pretty happy. Short is a short break, not the lunch break. Just a short break. Yeah, that says uh, the courtroom reporter saying it. They'll be back at 11:45, so in about 15 minutes. Just a short break uh, of this promotional video that we've been seeing for a few hours now. I appreciate you using the universal sign for short break uh, right there, Brent. So I understand what you were talking about. <laughs> I really appreciate it, and thank you very much for your reporting. Okay. Joining us now for more on this is former federal prosecutor Christy Greenberg. She's also the former criminal division deputy chief for the Southern District of New York. It's good to see you. Let's start with what um, Bryn was detailing, which is kind of like the rare instance we've seen so far of the judge siding with the, de the defense team in this, kind of allowing them to admit this PowerPoint presentation on the long history of the Trump organization over the objection of the attorney general's office. Beyond the objection, why would the defense team want to showcase the history of the Trump organization and spend time doing that as they're just starting to lay out their defense? Well, I think for two reasons. One, this is more of a political defense mm -hmm. and kind of putting on a PR campaign about how great this organization is that the consequence of this case could be to shut it down. 
So I think there, there's a PR aspect to this, but then as to the legal aspect, I think they're going to look to build on this. The defense is going to look to make the argument that when these banks were doing business with the Trump organization, the Trump organization is special. And so the nitty gritty details of these financials are less important than a personal, you know, private wealth management group looking to build a relationship with the Trump family business. Hmm, that's interesting. What do you think of the choice by the defense team to bring Don Jr. first to the witness stand? Bryn was kind of describing the lighthearted kind of atmosphere with, within the courtroom today. Does it tell you anything about the approach kind of going forward for the defense team? I think you're going to hear from Eric Trump, and I think you may even hear from the former president himself. They're looking to now tell their narrative. The state has gotten the opportunity to tell their story, and now they are going to want to show that the Trump organization, again, in their words, Ivanka testified it, they were iconic assets. Don Jr. is on the stand talking about how spectacular it was. They want to paint this picture. Again, I'm not sure the relevance of all of that. I don't know that this is really going to move the needle for the judge who's already found persistent mm -hmm. fraud. But I think the judge is looking to give them the leeway to tell the narrative that they want to tell. That's what I was going to ask you. When it comes to the nitty gritty, when, when it does come to being asked about financial statements um, from this perspective, do you see it as the job of Don Jr. and and others would be to play cleanup a bit, or do you think that they've got some they've got some room to run here? Well, I think this seems, based on what we've been the reporting that's been coming out so far, his testimony seems like a love letter to the Trump Organization mm -hmm. and to his father. But again, the legal significance of all of that, how much this is ground this is really going to get for them in terms of was their intent to defraud? Mm -hmm. You know, were the false statements that the judges already determined to be false, were those material? Did anybody rely on those statements? This kind of testimony is background testimony. It's not necessarily going to be relevant as to those key aspects. And I'm kind of wondering, in light of this this ruling from the judge, kind of allowing for this extended um, testimony in the history of the Trump Organization, are there limitations on what the defense team can ask of the witnesses they're calling in terms of the scope of the questioning? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of right on the line of whether or not it's, it's relevant. And I think he's giving them a lot of latitude here. But at some point, there is going to be, uh, I would imagine, the judge is going to rein it in and say, Let, let's, get to, let's get to the actual facts of the case. Yeah, move, move along, folks. Move, move it along, along, folks, at some point. It's good to see you. Thanks for coming in again. Thanks for having me.